No, I'm good. Oh, we're good today? <clears throat> Are you ready now? Yeah, I'm ready now. Good. In your blanket? Yeah. Go. <laughs> Did I miss anything? That was aggressive. Welcome back. <laughs> that was very, very aggressive. My name's Lewis. That's Heather. Hi. Bundled up in a blanket. It's chilly in here. It's not. It's snowing outside. In any case, welcome back to the podcast. The podcast? The podcast. It's going to be that kind of day, I see. <laughs> so this is the podcast where we watch movies, TV shows, and we listen to albums that are super popular, but for some reason, Heather and I may have missed the ship on them. What? And you missed the ship? Yeah. We, is that a saying? I don't know. I don't think that's a saying. All right. We... I think we, it's um, Miss the Boat. Isn't it Miss the Boat? Tomato, tomato. Heather and I haven't seen or heard any of these movies or TV shows or albums, and we're watching them and listening to them now for the first time, so we can try to figure out whether or not we missed something or if, you know, we didn't. Yep. Um, that's basically it. Yeah, that works. Sure. This week, we thought it'd be topical given- Very relevant. Given what's been going on with, you know, Wall Street and whatnot. But we watched The Big Short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Basically about the the uh, housing crisis in 2008. Yep. Right? Take it away, Heather. Yeah. Take it away what? Just let the people know about The Big Short. Oh, Ooh. I honestly have no idea what happened, really. All I know <laughs> is that the housing, they were talking about a housing bubble, and it burst, and hedge funds made a lot of money, uh, but a lot of regular folk lost their homes and jobs and money all right that's all for this week's show right that's basically Thanks. it right um yeah that's basically it well that's what happened in that's what so, happened yeah so but what's happening now with wall street like with the what's it called all right so with gamestop that's it gamestop and amc okay so the big short basically was about the housing crisis like heather mentioned and what happened was this hedge this hedge fund manager uh his name was michael burry by the way this is all um Based on a true story. Oh, yes. All these people are, are they, they're, they're real. They're based on real people, yeah. Some so, of the stuff, they because they, they like, they always like break the fourth wall and, and yeah. talk to camera. So sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, this didn't really happen. This is like yeah. made for. Um, so what happens is this hedge fund manager, his name is Michael Burry, Christian Bale's character in the movie. Uh, oh, by the way, whole bunch of people in this movie, like whole mess of people. Christian Bale's in there, Steve Carell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. That's the guy from uh, Succession. That's the only thing. I, that's the only other thing I know him from. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Is oh in yeah, there. Brad. I forgot Brad Pitt was in that. Um. Yeah. Whole mess. Whole mess of people are yeah. in there. And so this guy Michael Burry, he discovers that the United States' housing market is basically based on all these high risk subprime loans, which are super unstable. Mm-hmm. And figures out that in two years everything's basically going to go belly up. So yeah, because basically the banks are just giving mortgages to anybody that yeah, applies like, for them. It doesn't matter; they don't really like check in their like credit or their for collateral. They yeah. just they're basically giving everybody loans. Basically, people that shouldn't have loans. Yes, he realizes this and he starts to short the housing market. He basically he bets against it. Yeah, and people are like think and people think he's crazy because apparently like you don't do that. You don't do that because like, the, the housing ha- market super stable because everybody pays their mortgage. Yes, except they don't. So he basically bets he bets against the housing market, and he goes to all these big banks. What is it? Baron, Deutsche, Baron Stearns, Deutsche Bank. Deutsche, yeah. Uh, Morgan uh, Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Uh, is that a all, bank? Is, or, is no, yeah, that's a bank. A bank. Um, goes to all these all these big banks, and he's basically trying to buy these swaps 
um, which are basically the uh, it, it's basically the shorts. So he's shorting he's shorting all these all these different um, yeah, and he's, but he's putting, all these different mortgages. He's putting like a lot of money, like, like a lot. He like bought build, he ends like, up because he's a hedge fund manager, right? So he yeah. take he like he is resp- like his job is to help other people invest their money. Yeah, he ha- well he handles other people's investments. That's what I'm, okay. Yes. So he he comes up with this idea to uh, create like these swaps, which allows him to bet against uh, the housing market. Goes to all these big banks, gets all these swaps. All the big banks agree because they're like, yeah, the housing housing market's never going to go down. They're like, all like, yeah, you're dumb. We're we're we'll f- we're fine taking your money. That's totally yeah. cool with us. How many do you want? And he goes around. In total, he ends up getting like over a billion. I think so. It's I like think one, it's close it's like to one, two. It's like one point three billion yeah. or something like that. So for the first couple of years everybody's losing money yeah well i guess i'll back up a little bit so michael burry christian bale's character finds out about this first word kind of starts to spread around because uh eventually all these big banks um and all these like and people who work at the banks, yeah and all these people that work at the banks and stuff they start going to like parties and like banking events and like conferences and things and they start talking about like hey did you hear about this guy who's like betting against the housing market he's crazy right and then they're all like, what, are you screwing with me and all this? Um, so Ryan Gosling ends up being one of those guys that hears about this at a party. What, he, what bank does he work for? I forget his name. Richard's, Don't remember. Richard something. Vetter? Um, Vetner? Jared Vennett. That's, oh, what, was, ja- that's Ryan Gosling's character. Totally close. So he, he ends up hearing about this at one of these like banking things. Because he works for a bank. Yeah. What bank does he work I forget what bank he works for but, or what he does he's, at the bank. He's a, salesman, he's a salesman at Deutsche Bank. Oh, okay. So he hears about this at one of these, like, uh, get-togethers, and then he starts asking around, like, is this for real? Like, is this a thing? And he comes to find out, he looks at, he looks at, like, all these different numbers and stuff, and he's like, oh, this is... Probably gonna happen. This this is most likely gonna happen. Yeah. So now, he starts getting in on buying these swaps, and he tries to contact, I think he, he tries to contact a bank in order to buy swaps, but he ends up getting a wrong number, and he ends up calling... A smaller firm that's owned by Steve Carell's character, yes. Mark Baum. Yeah, I think Baum. he owns a hedge fund, right? That he's, works he, for for Morgan Stanley. He own, yeah, he owns like an independent trading firm that Morgan Stanley, I guess, is a client of. Gotcha. And so they call his they call his firm because I guess the name of his firm is similar to like some other firm that uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's character is actually trying to get in touch with. And so the guy that picks up the phone is it's some guy that works at Steve Carell's office. I forget his name, but he's like super, super optimistic, and nobody else in the office kind of really—they don't really like him, but they just tolerate with—they just tolerate him because he's like a really good trader. So he picks up the phone and gets on this little conversation. Eventually, tells him it's the wrong number. Uh, Jeremy Strong, Jeremy Strong—that's his name, right? Yeah, the yeah. guy from Succession. Yeah. yeah. So Jeremy Strong's character is another guy that works for uh, Steve Carell, and he's like, "What the hell was that call about?" And he tells him he's like, "Yeah, this guy's like." betting against the housing market and jeremy strong's like what because jeremy strong in the movie is like a numbers guy and he's like that makes no sense and so they get into it and then steve carell gets pulled into the conversation and they start looking at all these things and jeremy strong tells that optimistic guy whose name i can't remember um to look up like the historical data on all these different mortgages so they start to see the pattern that Michael mm-hmm. that Michael Burry, uh, Christian Bale's character, started to see, and they were starting to realize like, oh, there may be something here, but they're still not too keen on it because they're betting against the housing market. Yeah, um, they end up going to like Florida to Miami. Yeah, so they they end up going to Florida. 
because Ryan Gosling tells him to. I think, yeah, Ryan Gosling is the one that tells him to go to Florida to go look for themselves to see how bad it actually is. So they go to Florida and they hit up this one little this one little town where basically every house is on the market for sale. And they're kind of just driving around and they're asking like, oh, what happened here? What happened there? And all these people are telling them like, oh, yeah, that person lost their job. They can't afford to pay their mortgage. So they ended up selling yeah. and, the one was and all a, this. The one was a family. It was a dude and he was renting a house and he yeah. he was like – they went up to the house and they were like, oh, did you know your your landlord's not paying the mortgage? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, the guy was like, uh, am I going to like – lose this house like and the guy and the guy was just like you should talk to your landlord yeah because yeah he just he was like nine months delinquent or something like that or 90 days it, it delinquent was, yeah, it was something some, like that. yeah he, he was he, he just was, wasn't paying his he mortgage. was behind on the payments and so now they're starting to see like oh this is this is for real mm-hmm. so i mean that's pretty much the entire movie it's basically them just realizing that the housing market really is built on all these like bullcrap uh, mortgages yeah well it's basically it's the banks the banks are just give the banks yeah, are just, just giving, giving people yeah. mortgages to make money and that's right. it yeah and eventually because even like the real estate agents like remember they talked to um it's the blonde guy from game night and it's uh oh the guy from and, the new girl and guy from uh um schmidt from new girl i don't know his, uh, max don't know green gr- green is it greenberg max green something sure um they're like some like douchey like uh like real estate agents real and they bros. yeah they really are douchebags but they like talk to them and they're like oh yeah we just they're like how do you decide who gets loans and they're like we just give them to everybody like, yeah we and just, one guy i think we just I th- we just approve mortgages for everybody yeah i think the guy from the guy from new girl is like yeah i especially go after like immigrants because oh yeah because oh yeah they're soon, re- again they're real douchebags yeah because because he goes like oh as soon as you tell them that they can own a house they're all in yeah and and he was like, no one and, ever looks at the like they don't no one reads the loan like right. nobody reads the the more the yeah is it called what is it called a mortgage? What's the the paper you get that you sign like to buy get a mortgage? That's a mortgage, yeah. It's just a mortgage. Yeah. So like if you like a lease would be if you rent yeah, mortgages yeah, yeah. if you buy. So and at one point so Brad Pitt plays this guy named Ben Rickert who used to be a trader and got out of the game because he decided he didn't like. I actually really like Brad Pitt's character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He decided to get out of it because it was just too much for him, and now he just basically like lives off the land. Um, he has like his own garden and stuff. Yeah. And he seeds, just, like, seeds are the new currency. The new yeah, currency. Seeds are the, he's kind of paranoid not, too. He, you know, he, it's not it's not a bad point. Well, he's like paranoid, so like he won't even like take phone calls on certain well, lines. He, ha- he thinks yeah, the he government's like, listening. He has like different numbers. Yeah. Um, I like Brad Pitt a lot in this movie. Yeah. So at one point, he's talking to these other two guys who also own an independent firm called Brownfield. Well, it's just these two guys that I guess met in college and wanted to like try to make a lot of money. So yeah, they... Brown Brownfield Capital. Yeah. So these guys, Charlie Geller and Jamie Shipley. And these two people, one is the um the creepy guy from American Horror Story, the circus one, and then the other guy plays is in um the Umbrella Academy. He plays um that creepy guy who uh, dates Vanya, Vanya. Elliot so, Page's character. Yeah, so they um, they they basically just start up their own firm, like, I, I guess, out of college. And they're trying to get an ISDA agreement. What is that? Which, it's, it's, it's basically required to allow you to get into trades with, like, these big, I guess... Bigger banks? Yeah, like, bigger banks. Um, but you have to have, like, a certain amount of capital in order to do it. They have nowhere near that, so they they go into I think Chase was the bank, the first bank they go to, 
and they're like, yeah, you know, we, we're, we're a small, we're a small investment firm, but we took like $110,000 and we grew it to like 40 million in like two or three years or something like that. And the guy that they're talking to at Chase is like, oh, that's impressive, but that's like nowhere near what you need to even come close to getting an ISDA. They call it an ISDA. So the one guy asks them like, well, how much do we need? And it's like an insane amount of money. It's like hundreds of millions of dollars. They're nowhere near it. So they're in the they're in the Chase lobby talking to this guy and once the guy from Chase basically tells them that you know they don't have enough that you know they, they can come back in a few years yeah. or whatever and he was um, like like he was like you don't even know what the the number is like yeah. you shouldn't even be here right yeah. now um and they he, were very embarrassed yeah so they basically they stay in the lobby that guy from Chase goes back upstairs and they find this um presentation yeah, yeah this proposal on the like the little coffee table that they have there and it basically outlines this whole thing and so they're looking through it, and they're like, "Is this? Can this be right?" So then they go back to their apartment. They, well, yeah, that was the time they broke the fourth wall, and they were like, "Yeah, we didn't really find this proposal yeah. in a in a lobby of a bank." Yeah, but we're just gonna pretend like this is how it happened. Yeah. So to make this, um, and thank God they did this, but to make it easier to understand this, they had like special guest cameos to actually explain. Oh, to actually explain what's going on. So like the first one that I actually really liked a lot was with Margot Robbie, oh, um, yeah. Harley Quinn, in a bathtub. Uh, not as Harley Quinn as like herself. Yeah. And she's explaining uh, subprime mortgages. I'm not going to explain any of this here, but she basically just says, remember, subprime mortgages equals a shit. Yeah. Um, and she's, yeah. Then yeah. at some point, like Selena Gomez is in there. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain um, does one. An- Anthony Bourdain does one. RIP, man. But yeah, they're uh, they're all explaining this stuff. Yeah. And they actually explain it pretty well. Like I kind of understood did. it. I don't remember it. I didn't retain it, but I was... Uh, but it like yeah it definitely helps so they find this proposal they're going through it they take it back to their apartment again they they realize like oh man this is legit like the american economy is totally screwed oh yeah we're definitely gonna go into a recession yeah in a couple this, years this is absolutely gonna happen so uh, again nobody believes any of these people they don't believe the these two guys from brownfield capital they don't believe um uh steve carell's character they don't believe uh christian bale's character yeah well steve carell's character is like they he he like he works like in finance but he's like tries to do right by it he's yeah. very like um he's he's like really against the big banks like he's like yeah, yeah. they're they're crooks like everyone yeah. on wall street everybody in these firms they're crooks yeah. even though he works for a bank <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so eventually what ends up happening um they pretty much buy as many of these shorts as they can. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, all those. All car- yeah, all those people. Uh, Christian Bale, especially because he works at. Well, I think Ryan Gosling's character convinces them to buy them from his bank, so technically they're gonna owe they owe him money at the start, right? So Ryan that's Gosling. Ryan Gosling's yeah. character, so they have to. Cause, well, because at one point he comes to collect. Yes, because uh, because they're buying all these shorts, they're betting against the housing market, but the housing market just keep it just keeps getting like growing. Yeah. But eventually it's going to, eventually, eventually it, it, bursts. it bursts, but it just keeps getting him. So at one point he's like, yeah, you owe me like, I don't know, a billion, a couple of million whatever dollars, what yeah. are, like 40 and million dollars. Yeah. So he's coming to collect at, yeah. at Steve Carell's place and, and, yeah, and they get mad. Jeremy Strong's all like, are you insane? Like, you, like you made us do you this. told us this was going to be good for us. Yeah. Well, he was like, well, yeah, but that, the whole stipulation is that, like, yes, eventually, yeah, yeah you're going to have to give me money, but eventually you're going to make way more money and than you than you're paying me yeah meanwhile christian bale's character is also under under a lot of pressure because the company where he works it, it's uh scion capital i guess his boss is on him and he's like how much money are we losing on this and he's like oh it's about like 40 million or 50 million a year or something like that yeah. 
and and he goes like so when are we supposed to make money exactly yeah. and and he has this pinpointed it's supposed to be it was quarter two is the second quarter of 2007 that's when um that's when he figured that that all this is going to just basically collapse so these two years go by losing money losing money losing money christian bale eventually loses his job but then I think I guess the next day after he's like walking out of his office with like his box packed and stuff, uh, the economy tanks. And so all these guys end up making a bajillion dollars. Oh, yeah. A lot of money. Like billion. So, so like, like a couple billion, right? Yeah. So so Christian Bale's character alone, his his fund made two point six nine billion with a B. But that's like for all his investors, right? Like that's Well, like yeah. Money. Well, the one investor. So his one boss, the guy's name was Lawrence. Uh, he alone made four hundred and eighty-nine million. So just him alone made half a billion. Yeah, but didn't he pull his money out? Or he actually or that was he... the four eighty-nine that Christian Bale gave back to him. So that was the money that he gave to him, and then whatever he made. Oh, because pulled... that's what that was that email he wrote at the end to him. Well, yeah, because he was because at the end he was like emailing all his clients and just yeah. saying, "Hey, I have to like here's your money." Yeah. And but I have to I have to stop doing this because it's like a t- it's terrible. Yeah. So. That's basically that's basically the that's pretty much the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the movie, they all make this money. Um, Steve Carell's character, uh, like Heather said, was actually a halfway decent human being. Yeah, he was very aggressive and very mean to people, but he was like righteous, like not in a bad way. Like he was, he just he he because eventually you see like there's a there's a, a part where like oh actually it's Brad Pitt's character too because he's kind of like that too. He's kind of like he got out of. Yeah, he, he, he just doesn't like finance it. because he, he thinks he, it's yeah, yeah he thinks like capitalism is just well, nonsense. It kind of it, yeah, not, not that it's nonsense. It's just it terrible. Much, it sucks. It's just terrible. But no, there's a point where those two kids who own the independent yeah. one, they're in the hallway. They're in a hallway dancing or something like that. Like because they're well, excited. Yeah, because they had just bought a bunch of shorts. Yeah, yeah, they just bought a bunch. They're like, we're gonna make so much money, and they yeah. were like getting really excited. And then Brad Pitt's character looks at them and don't dance because you're gonna make all this money. But all but all these people are gonna lose their jobs. They're gonna lose their homes. This is not good. Like. Just because two people are going to make a yeah. billion dollars, that yeah, and means then, hundreds of thousands of people are going to lose all of it. Yeah, and then the one kid uh, who is in the Umbrella Academy, he reali- he realizes what that means, and like he calls his mom and tells his mom to like just save all of her money and stuff. Yeah, yeah. even though he's making, a, even he's, though he's going to make like yeah, he can help her out, but yeah, but um, but yeah, like Heather but I guess said, her credits. I mean, your credit will just go to crap. Yeah, yeah. So Steve Carell was a halfway decent character. So at the end of the movie, you kind of get like uh, those little um, kind of like, oh, what happened to them now? And so Steve Carell's character, Mark Baum, uh, became more gracious and he he basically left. The financial firm where he was working at still continued to operate, but he basically just, I guess, took his money and just that was it. Again, okay, because capitalism is bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's not um, bullshit, but it's just a terrible industry. The two guys from like their little independent uh, company, the Brownfield Capital guys, uh, Charlie and Jamie, they just go their separate ways. And they tried to sue the ratings agencies because so uh, throughout this entire movie. So the reason the housing market crashes is because the banks were just giving out loans to people that couldn't pay it back. Exactly. Yeah. So then, so it's the, it was the bank's fault. Like they shouldn't have been giving loans to people yeah. who don't have any credit. So or bad credit or bad credit. Yeah. Um. So they're so Charlie and Jamie are trying to sue. They try to sue all these ratings agencies because they're also because the ratings agencies are rating all these mortgages at they have different ratings. So it's like B, uh, double B, double B, triple. No, I think it's B, double B, A, and then triple A. Triple A is like gold standard. B is like complete crap. Yeah. Um. So they're rating like all these like B mortgages as triple A's when they shouldn't be, which is another reason why all this collapsed. So is that so? Basically, what it, 
a triple A rating would be somebody who has like perfect credit and is definitely going to pay, no, pay that's, the mortgage. No, that's for the mortgages. So those are like solid. Those are like solid investments. Oh, okay. Those so, are like gold standards. So then, what's the the rating the, for? The rate is so that you know what, so so that you know which is like the safer bet. Oh, I because see. Because the B's are like the high riskier ones. The mm-hmm. A's are like the lower risk one. That was that thing that Anthony Bourdain explained with like his fish. Oh, that was the the C. No, that was that collat that um. Oh, that was the COD thing. You're right. Not COD. It's not COD because that's C- cash on delivery. Or CDO. I think it's CDO. CDO. Yeah, it's CDO. CDO, which stands CDO. for what? Collateralized collateralized debt obligations. Yeah. So basically, yeah. what so basically what they do is they just take a bunch of like loans they couldn't make triple A's and they just put them all together. Yeah. And then they they sell then they sell that to a bank. Yeah. And because I guess it's like a couple triple uh it's a couple triple a's it's a couple yeah, d's it makes it better yeah. it's i don't it know was, it the, was, way, the way anthony bourdain explained is that he got that he got uh th- he has three he day old like, halibut yeah. and he has all this like he has all this fish that's gonna turn and he's like i can't just throw it out but i can't just give it to my my patrons either because it's bad so what i do is i chop it all up and yep. then i put it into a stew and now i can and now i got a whole new item now i have a whole new thing and i could charge as much as i want for yeah, it yeah that's that's basically a cdo yeah. So, so yeah, so at the end of the movie, uh, they show like, oh, how all these characters turned out. And then the one guy, Christian Bale's character, he actually ended up reaching out to the government to tell them, to tell them like how he figured this out. And then he ended up being audited like four times. Well, yeah, because he was trying the to. The FBI investigated him. Well, he was stuff. trying to tell the government like, hey, these banks are yeah. doing this and it's, it's a terrible thing and it's bad for the economy and yeah. it's bad for people. It's going to ruin people. And they didn't even call him back. Like they didn't like. No. No one, no one reached out to him, and they just apparently just don't care. Yeah, but again, even though the even though the the economy collapsed, like why yeah. would you not care about yeah, that? Just totally. But totally yeah, but, just fell. But they looked. Yeah, but then then the FBI and the IRS looked into him several times. Yeah, which is insane. I, I mean, it makes sense. That's pretty much the entire movie. I mean. Hmm. The only other thing, like, the only other thing we didn't really explain is, like, all the technical terms for, like, how all these, like, mortgages and loans work. Yeah. Um, and I have nowhere near the expertise to no, even begin to talk about that. Not even close. But that was the big short. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, but it is super relevant into what happening was now. Relevant. So what, what's so, happening now? Oh, can you explain? I don't really know. I kind of so this basically is, So this is basically happening with GameStop, probably what a lot of you may have heard about this week, like GameStop and AMC and BlackBerry and Nokia, I think, are another Oh, one. they're going, they're doing all those, too? Yeah, the, well, those are the ones that are up and coming. So basically yeah. what happened was um, a couple of years ago, all these hedge funds shorted GameStop, which in theory is a solid move because GameStop in today's day and age, not doing that great. It would be like shorting Blockbuster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like nobody's going out to buy physical copies of games anymore. Everyone, yeah. Everything's a download now. Um, yeah. So by shorting most of it is anyway. So by shorting it, meaning they they're they bet against they're betting it. it. They're betting that it's going to fail. Yeah. So they bought. So what? So they buy all the stock. So right? yeah. So they, when it's low, they basically borrow it. Oh. So let's say, so let's just say it's not this price because I, I think GameStop's like over three hundred right now. But let's just say a share is like ten dollars. All these hedge funds basically borrow those shares betting that it's going to go down. So they, they'll bet that it's going to go down to like say seven dollars. So they bet. So they by borrowing it meaning like they pay for it but then they get their money back so they so let's say you have shares at gamestop right yes and i'm a hedge fund and those shares are worth ten dollars i i i'm betting that they're gonna fail so i'm basically like hey 
let me actually Stephen Colbert did a great explanation with Beanie Babies, <laughs> but it's basically the same thing. So I'm I'm just like, hey, let me borrow some of those shares really quick, and then I turn around and I sell them for ten dollars. Okay. I sell so I still I owe you ten dollars. Oh, so you just so you, owe, so you, you oh okay so I you didn't you pay me for them, but I'm giving them to you yeah. and you, with with yeah. the ex- expectation that you're gonna pay me back. Yes. Okay. So that's why they're getting called on that. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So I owe you ten dollars now. Yeah. I'm betting that they're going to go down. So I'm basically betting that they're going to go to seven. So then I can buy them at seven, mm-hmm. give them to you because I'm, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving your stocks back because yeah. you let me borrow them. I'm giving them back to you and I pocket the difference. So I pocket the $3. So I don't get any money. So I lose no. money. No, you don't. You don't oh, lose anything. Oh, I don't lose anything. I just stay yeah. even. Yeah. But, but now you, I, but you just now break I have, even. But I, now I have stocks that are worth less. Right, but, but that was gonna, but that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, because okay. the stocks are going. to... Well, that's what they're hoping. Yes, gotcha. Okay. So, and then basically, me as the hedge fund, I'm basically pocketing the difference. So I pocket those three dollars. So who is? But who are they borrowing? The, who are they borrowing these from? Like, why would someone let them borrow them? It doesn't make any sense. That's the. I don't. That's why this. None of this makes sense no. to me. I don't understand. But that's essentially what's going gotcha. on. Again, okay. Stephen Colbert did a great explanation with Beanie Babies, but it was basically the same thing. So now what's happening is all these. All these um, just everyday, they call them retail investors, people basically that aren't bankers or like professional traders. They're basically buying up all these GameStop shares. To jack up the price. To jack up the price. The, the reason it jacks up the price is because now the, <laughs> the hedge funds can't. Sell back their They, they can't. Yeah. So they can't. So the, they're buying them back. So they're raising in value. So now the hedge funds can't make their profit because the stocks are going the price is going up so if they were to if they were to sell or if they were to buy they're buying at a higher price they're going to lose money what happens is when they borrow these shares there's a call on them eventually because you can't just borrow them and like never pay it back eventually you have to pay them back so right now what's going on is they're waiting for the calls on those shares to expire and at which point the hedge funds they have to pay the money back they have to like okay so if they bought okay so in this instance they're borrowing it at ten dollars correct yes so now that the price is say three hundred dollars, yeah, they have to pay back the difference from they have to pay back the difference from three hundred to ten dollars. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's why. That's why in like this last week, I think. So they have to. Of, so they have to pay back what the stock is at the moment. Yeah, because you have to because they don't own it. That's what I mean. So you, yeah. so you have to pay. So you, you have, have to pay, pay back. You have to give what, the money back. Yeah, but but of what it is now, not how not when you borrowed you it. You don't pay it ten dollars now. No, you, you have to pay what it's what worth. worth. Got it. That's what I want to so, know. So. And so in order for them to get these shares, they have to buy these shares. In order for them to buy these shares, somebody has to sell. Nobody is selling. Yeah, so they won't all sell. those so like all those redditors that you're uh, listening about for from like Wall Street bets and things like that, nobody's selling. They're all holding. So, these, so they're just waiting for they're the, basically just they're um the waiting game. They're, yeah, part. they're just yeah. basically winding down the clock because at one point the, again, the calls on these shares are going to have to be called. And somebody's gonna want their money at some point. Yeah. So kind of like, actually, kind of like Lawrence Christian Bale's character, or uh, Christian Bale's character's boss in the movie. Eventually, he there's a part in the movie where he goes to Christian Bale when they're still hemorrhaging money because it was before the economy crashed, and he's like, "I want my money back." Mm-hmm. It basically that's happening. Oh yeah, because I remember Christian Bale saying that'd be crazy if you pulled out now because you're gonna yeah, you're not you're gonna, you're gonna lose you're money gonna lose way more yeah um that's basically wait, what's happening but isn't that what the stock market is is it pretty much a waiting game anyway no because it's not supposed to be because you're supposed to it, so it's not a waiting game I guess for day trading you're basically just trying to time the market you're basically trying to time like when it's gonna go when you think it might go up when you think it might go down oh. um because no one they, really because I know when you buy but I know like when you buy stocks or whatever even your four hundred one k they say like wait don't pull your money out because it's eventually going to go up yeah so eventually there's like ebbs and flows like it goes up it goes down yeah 
what they'd say so that's why everybody's always saying like day trading is kind of a terrible thing to do because you'll end up losing a lot more that's why they say to invest long term because over the long term you'll always end up making money yeah you just have to, you just have you to just have to wait. you just have to wait you, you just have to be like that because yeah. it just reminds me of that episode of king of queens where they, inv- oh, where they, yeah. where they buy stocks with and then, his christmas bonus yeah and, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh what's his face What's his name in the show? Doug. Doug is just like, he keeps looking at the stock every day and it keeps going down. And but then, then, yeah. then they sell it and then eventually, then up. the next day it goes yeah. up and he's like, we gotta buy more shares. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, it's a good, it was a good episode. Um, but yeah, so totally digressed. So that's essentially yeah, what's happening. That's essentially what's happening with GameStop right now. All these, all these hedge funds have lost. Uh, well, there's one in particular, like Melvin something or other has lost like $5 billion. Yeah. So they're just getting, like these, and these hedge funds are just getting mad because regular people are doing what to them done what they've forever. done forever yeah and now it's just it's just nonsense because now they're calling for right reg- now all these hedge funds are calling for like regulation and stuff and it's because they're we, losing at their own game yeah because uh, we've just figured out how to beat them yeah so it's, it's basically like or at least play the game with them you know what i mean yeah. before it was it before it was a game we didn't know we were playing and we were losing yeah <laughs> now at least we know we're at the table you know yeah. what i mean so and that's what's that's what's supposedly going to happen with like amc and nokia yeah. and stuff well didn't also the Robinhood app which is like pretty much like a yeah. it's a stock thing for like normal people it's like day trading yeah yeah um like i could go on there and buy a stock and be like oh i'm i yeah i can i, I buy stocks now yeah yeah so that's essentially what's happening well, no, what, they were but, they, but the Robinhood app they oh they yeah so a lot of these people. a lot of these day trading apps like Robinhood, weeble um they they halted the shares being traded um, but would that affect that? Like, why are they doing that? Does it affect? Does, do they lose money because this is happening? So, or are they just they're just trying to side with these hedge funds because they make they make them a lot of money? Or something? This is where I'm not too sure, but it's mm-hmm. my understanding that when they halt the trading because these hedge funds, so these so hedge funds have the ability to trade um, before and after the market closes. So usually retail investors don't like you can only trade when the market's open. So them halting. And they're only open Monday through Friday, nine to five, right? Isn't that like the thing? It's like nine. It's like nine thirty to four thirty. I think uh, it's like that's the New York Stock Exchange. So they're literal bankers hours. Yeah, like yeah. Ba- yeah. yeah. But these hedge funds can they can uh, they can trade uh, before and after the market closes, or before it opens, after it closes. And I guess when they halted the trading, um, regular people couldn't trade stocks anymore. But these hedge funds can kind of. They explain it was like it's like something called a short ladder, I think, or something like that, where they're basically they slowly bring the stock price back down because no one else can buy shares. But then as soon as they, because you can't keep the stocks halted, um, I guess that's like illegal. You can't just do that. Oh, there's oh there's laws. There in, are some there are laws some laws. What? Um, Doesn't so, sound like it. it. Sounds like they can do whatever the hell they want. Apparently, <laughs> but eventually. Um, when they were done halting, Robinhood's excuse was that they needed to raise funds to cover if, like, I guess everybody just decided to cash out. Oh. So they had to they had to raise, I think it was like a billion dollars in order to just cover to make sure that they can like, keep up. Yeah. Which I think is nonsense because they're uh, one of their investors is actually well, like one of these hedge funds or works for one of these hedge funds. Oh, that's probably like that. that's probably why they halt. That's, that's that's why. That's, yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's what happens with the halting. I get, it's my understanding. I may be totally wrong, but that was my understanding from everything I read. Um, again, I'm not like a financial whiz or anything like that. You're not? I'm not. So that's basically what's happening with GameStop. And it's kind of cool. I enjoy I enjoy seeing like hedge funds, yeah, I guess, big, 
Wall Street guys getting it, getting what they deserve. Yeah, falling to their knees. Um, yeah. It just it just bothers me that now all of a sudden they're like, wait, you can't do this. This is what we do. Oh yeah, there's gonna hundred percent gonna be now. It's gonna go to Congress. It's gonna go, and they're gonna like yeah, they're gonna regulate it more because they probably because won't. because ca- it'll be regulation with like an asterisk. It well, it'll be regulation on normal people trying to do it, but the yeah, banks will be still able to do whatever they yeah. want because they because even at the end of because even at the end of the movie they say the banks got remember I mean oh, we, yeah, li- it was, we lived it, it, it was, was pretty cool. So Ryan Gosling he goes, <laughs> uh, so Steve Carell, yeah, Steve Carell's on the phone with the one guy Jeremy Strong who works for him, and Jeremy Strong's telling him like, dude, we got to sell now. Like if we don't, we're gonna lose everything too because this is as the economy's collapsing. And Steve Carell's on the phone with him. He's like, "All right, fine, sell." And then I guess because oh, yeah, he wanted to hold out, because he wanted to yeah. like, he he did, he really wanted to fuck over the banks. Yeah, so and, he was holding out. And then he was like, "All right, sell." And then I think he says at one point, like, "Well, maybe now we'll get like some regulation on this. There'll be like some stricter rules in place that people just can't keep loaning out money to whoever, or the banks can't keep loaning out money to whoever." And then at the end of the movie, Ryan Gosling's doing a voiceover, and he's like, "Well, we all know what happened. Everything got regulated. Everything turned out fine. Every bank." got arrested all cool and then there's a pause and he's like nope just kidding uh nothing's regulated everything's basically still the same and one guy got jail time and it, i think it was like some like lackey it wasn't it even was, like it was like a lackey yeah it, wasn't it was like somebody some yeah he just took the fall for everything yeah, yeah. which i find really weird that just some like random guy just got arrested you think that's weird really you did you really think it was gonna be like some ceo well, no but like i just <laughs> of, like, I mean, goldman sachs I feel bad for that guy but yeah, so that's what ends up happening. So the economy collapses. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, we lived it. Yeah, we all. We I mean, all I was know. younger, so it didn't really affect we, me that much. But we all know what happened. Yeah. But that was the big short. I actually liked it a lot. I feel like I missed something, um, especially looking back on it now with like what's going on with GameStop and stuff. Yeah. Um. um yeah, I'm glad I saw it because, like, I mean, again, we lived it. It was something that happened that's in true. our country, and yeah, they the way they did it was pretty good. All the all the actors were great. The performances were really good. Yeah. I liked I liked that they had those the cameos. I like the fourth wall breaks. Yeah, I like that. That was cool. That was pretty sweet. And um, I'm glad. And it, I I learned something. I learned just kind of some stuff about the stock market. So that was kind of cool. Read, read your mortgages. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely read your mortgage. Don't try and buy a house if you can't afford it, man. Just don't. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. Just, just don't do it. Don't do that. Renting's not too bad. Like you know what I mean. And make sure. I mean, and also make sure your landlord's paying their mortgage. That would also be, be kind of huge. That would be good. That would be because then you get kicked out for no. Yeah, maybe because because even the, again in that, that one scene it was actually really sad. He the guy when they go to the house and he's like my my landlord's not paying the mortgage and he's like I'm gonna get kicked out. Yeah, and then his kid comes in. I know, and uh, he has a kid and a family, yeah. and they and then they there's a similar scene at the end where you see the families like living out of their car because they get because yeah just he's been he's been paying his rent yeah he's his, like i've been paying my rent but like his landlord's but not his landlord's not paying the mortgage with it so like yeah at the end of the day poor guy and his family get kicked out yeah it's really sad actually I mean, hopefully some stuff gets regulated yeah that would be cool maybe I, again i think now it might but curious to see how gamestop plays out i don't know a lot of people are gonna make a lot of money though yeah good for them so and they've been doing this for how long uh, so this started a couple of years ago with GameStop when people realized it was being severely shorted. And yeah. so a couple of years ago, GameStop was only at like, I don't know, $17 a share. So the call on it last year's? To what? The call. You said there was something about a call. Like when, like eventually oh, the, they'll have to yeah, pay those, the money I, back. I think that's what's happening now. So that's so they last. They can last years. I guess. I, don't, right. I honestly don't know. Mm. Cool. I'm glad we figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it would mean, it, to be fair, it was confusing because I don't know anything about the stock market, but like. It was still a good movie. Good to learn some stuff. Yeah. 
And Christian Bale did the Batman voice for a good amount. Well, like, yeah, because that, that's, his, that's his American accent. He's British. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so if you want to watch Christian Bale be Batman without the suit. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, and the guy he plays is like, I'm going to assume that he's border, like, on the spectrum. So I think he's probably autistic. Because he's like, he has a lot of, um, like, hard time, like, reading, like, social cues and... Um, social situations yeah stuff like that so i think it's i think they don't say he has autism but it seems like he's on the spectrum but yeah but he plays it pretty well and he's a glass eye i don't know how they did that with his eye by the way i think it's just a contact lens yeah but his eyes like were off like it looked like he had a lazy eye maybe they put an actual glass eye in there like just like just like the top part i don't know they could have i don't know yeah it was weird but um big short check it out yeah it was pretty good Uh, especially now if you hear this and like the gamestop thing is still going on it'd Mm -hmm. be pretty cool also it's I mean, it's good to know what happened in 2008 and why it happened, and hopefully, yeah. and hopefully we don't repeat it again. We so. probably will. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think any regulations really been made. No. Um, well, we're a capitalist country, so. Yeah. The 1% always wins. That's oh, just how it is. Thanks for checking us out. Oh, yeah. We're on Twitter. We're yes. on Instagram, at Did I Miss Pod. Yes. Uh, please leave us some reviews and some ratings. Yeah. Um, give us some comments. Uh, or some tweets tell us what movies you think we should watch what tv shows mm-hmm. albums we should listen to and we'll absolutely uh probably take your suggestions yeah if we haven't because if, yeah, if we haven't seen if we haven't seen it or, or listened or whatever, to it yeah. yeah um and there's a lot of stuff i mean like the big short was huge we clearly missed something there yeah when did that come out 2015 oh so all right yeah we it's nominated the boat on it was that. nominated for a couple uh oscars now uh i believe so i'm pretty sure it won yeah. some too cool. um Adam McKay and Charles Randolph. Oh, well, that's right. Adam Adam McKay wrote it, right? They I don't know who that is. He's he's he does those movies with with, with Will Ferrell, I think. Like he worked Step Brothers. Oh, that guy. I do right? know him. Yeah, he does yeah, step, yeah. Right? Is it Step Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Talladega Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. does. Yeah. So he does like comedies, but he also does like serious yeah. like but, movies. Uh, but yeah. I mean, this one was kind of funny. Like they, it had a comedic. Yeah. Thing. So uh, yeah, so Adam McKay and Charles Randolph won the Academy Award for best adapted screenplay nice um and also so it was the they won the academy award the bafta the writers guild and the writers guild of america award for best screenplay good for them so there's that christian bale won the critics choice award for best actor in a comedy oh. is this rated a comedy all right yeah because if, I mean, if the martian was like was yes in the comedy I category know, i don't know what's a comedy anymore yeah, apparently hollywood doesn't either i guess uh, it's probably because he has to eat his own poop potatoes. That's probably why it's a comedy, The Martian. He I mean, makes potatoes I mean, Brad, out of his Brad poop. Pitt's all in on seeds. That's true. Oh, it's... that reminds me. That was the other thing. So at the end of the movie, when they're talking about like how everybody turned out, so Ben, uh, what was his last name again? Ben Rickert, uh, Brad Pitt's character, he now apparently lives on a, I don't want to say farm, because I don't think it's a farm, but it's like he lives on a whole bunch of land, and he invests in water now. So. Oh, yeah. And it's plenty of seeds that so, they said. Uh, oh, did oh yeah. At the end, they yeah. say, oh, and he's got plenty so, of seeds. So yeah, or an orchard. I think that's where he lives on. It's an yeah, orchard. Something like that. Something like that. But uh, yeah, so maybe I don't know. Maybe get some seeds, invest in some water stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just saying, not like financial advisor or anything. But you know, I liked Ryan Gosling's character in this movie too. He kind of played. He was funny. I like the. He kind of played his character from like, what's that movie he's in? Oh, Crazy Stupid Love. Just kind of like cocky 
dick. He was funny though. The way he treated his assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was mean. It was mean, but like so he would always ask his assistant a question, and then his assistant would answer, and he'd be like, "Shut up." Yeah. I mean, it was it was mean, but it was funny. Um. <laughs> it's funny because it didn't happen to me. But yeah, check us out at Did I Miss Pod. Yeah. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Anything else, Heather? No, I think we're good. All right. What are we doing next week? I don't know. All right. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see you then. We we'll, get some time. We'll find out together. Okay. Bye. Bye.